You're listening to No One Asked You, a podcast that offers unsolicited commentary on the news, pop culture, and everyday life. I'm your host, Roshan, and today I'm joined by the fabulous ladies from Anxiety is a Mother, Lori and Keita, and we're going to talk about money and relationships. No One Asked You starts now. Good morning, Keita, Lori, how you guys doing? Good, how you doing, Roshan? I'm chilling, I'm chilling, you know. Just try, just try to make it's my so way. good to yeah, it's so good to hear your voice and congratulations on the podcast. We yes. wish you so much success with this. The um, episode I listened to sounded amazing. So, oh, congratulations! What, what, what episode did you listen to? I listened to the crime oh, one. Oh, the true crime. I started listening to I started listening to the very first one. Then I got sidetracked, and then I uh, saw some clips you put on social media from the the crime episode. And I'm a crime junkie. Like I yeah. like that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh yeah, let me go listen. to to this one they're, they're so funny yeah that's on talk- my coming up list <laughs> yeah that we was we was talking about how uh it's mostly like women who are into like true crime that's so funny oh i'm obsessed that's true i'm what? obsessed with true crime very much obsessed <laughs> hold on hold on hold on are you was that a plug was that a shameless plug for true crime obsessed episode <laughs> <laughs> oh no no it wasn't but i'm obsessed with all of them but I do like that <laughs> it's the bomb yeah. though it's one of my favorites but congratulations are in order for you guys too y'all been doing uh big things i think i saw y'all did some of the convention in like arkansas or something like that yeah we've been out here doing our thug thing we had a, a event in arkansas it was anxiety as a mother presents event where we pretty much collaborated with other black vendors, women-owned vendor businesses in our hometown. So, right. yeah, that was oh, pretty y'all, amazing. Y'all from Arkansas? That was our I very you first was, one. I thought you was from, like, Texas. No, I'm from... Oh, no. Arkansas oh, no, we home. live in Texas. Yeah, Arkansas is home. Eldorado, Arkansas is home. Uh, but we live in Texas, in oh, okay, Dallas. Okay. Uh, oh, so so y'all were friends, and like, then, you back know, I, in Arkansas? I thought, oh, I'm sorry. Y'all was friends, like, No, we're first cousins. cousins. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Y'all sounded like we a family cousin. I have That's to deal with her. Believe me, <laughs> if we wasn't family, I wouldn't know her. We wouldn't right. be friends. No, I already <laughs> told her I wow. wouldn't be her friend if we weren't related. <laughs> Why? She loved me. Wow. <laughs> That's like a running joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Y'all first cousins? Yeah, we're yes. first cousins. Th- those mm-hmm. are the best cousins. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it is, but I feel like the friendship is important too cuz you can have family all day, but if there's no real connection then it's just it's just you know, like yeah. I just got to deal with you. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, y'all seem like y'all thick as thieves though. We, are. we really are. She know where all the bodies buried. <laughs> Anything ever leaked, I know where it came from. Uh. Right. I'm going to make you sign that NDA though. Right? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. No, no, I love it. I love it. I think I saw that y'all have business too. Some fried ice cream or something. Some like fried stuff ice cream. Yeah, that's Keita's business. Uh, ZZ's. Yeah. Tell them all about ZZ's. ZZ's ice cream puffs. It's a fried donut and ice cream sandwich. So the donut is hot, the ice cream is cold, and then you choose your favorite cereal toppings. So a very popular ice cream co- that we like in the South is Bluebell. I don't know if y'all eat that where, where you're from or in Cali, but Bluebell is the ice cream that we use at ZZ's right. ice cream puffs. So it's just that's lit like off the, of that. That's um, like the brand? That's yeah, the that's the brand. Uh huh. Okay. And it's amazing. Yes, that's the brand of the ice cream. It is amazing. Like it that 
that ice cream, it doesn't get any better than that. These are facts. It does not get any better than Blue Bell ice cream. Right. <laughs> these are proven facts, says Keita. <laughs> sounds like they might need to sponsor you. Yeah, but these ice cream puff, I launched it. That's why I'm, you see, you see where I'm headed with this? You see where I'm headed with this? Yeah, so I I launched ZZ's Ice Cream Puffs November 2nd of 2020, which was on my birthday. So we've only been open a short while. And then we got some recent media coverage from Good Morning Texas, which was, oh my goodness. That was an amazing exposure. And we all had on our Anxiety is a Mother shirts because we also have a t-shirt line for Anxiety is a Mother to promote mental health awareness through that. Because our shirts are fun, they're vibrant, they're hip, they're on trend. People love them. So to walk around in gear that has a message and it's not just for fashion, it's fashion with a purpose. So us getting to wear that and spread that awareness through such a major platform and promote ZZ's ice cream puffs, it was like, man, I couldn't have I couldn't have orchestrated a better opportunity. You know, they actually reached out to me. Oh, that's what's up. That's so what's things up. are really going well, yeah, man. It's, this thing, is, this thing is blowing up, and I say that in the most humble, humble way possible. Like this thing is blowing up, and I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful that God uses me. You know, I'm not about to go into that whole rant, but I am just so grateful that God has allowed us to have these opportunities, and I'm even grateful for meeting you. Like you were one of my very first interviews when I came to. Uh, unfortunately, the, the episode never aired because you know COVID hit like right after. Yeah, I've never actually got back to you on that but yeah that never came out but I am just so grateful to have met you that's why I was even interested in you know interviewing you so to see full circle now you have a podcast I just think that's so dope I think that's I, so dope. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So I, I have to ask you, ladies. It seems like you have multiple businesses. Are you single, married, or? Oh, child. She's single. She's single, no. single. She's single. I'm married. Okay, you're single. You're married. And you, y'all are all very much like CEOs, y'all business women. So how important is money or finances in like potential relationships, your current relationship? Like how much does that weigh in? Being both oh, chicks important. and all. It's, it's very important. I don't think it's just um, one-sided either. It's important on both ends. It's important uh, for me to be able to bring something to the table as well as my husband, which, you know, I'm kind of different from those dating. Like I've been, we've been together for almost 20 years now. So right out of high school, I've been with this man. So I haven't gone through the whole splitting household bills and whatnot. I don't really know what that feels like in a dating world in a dating sense since i've been married most of my adult life but i feel that personally it's all important. of your adult life i mean for the most part yeah we got married when i was 23 so i've been, oh, married but y'all been together before that right yeah yeah but i'm oh, just okay. saying so oh, even yeah, married? Then, uh-huh. yeah yeah so even when we first moved in together like he always paid all the bills and I'm really? coming to realize just by looking at things on social media or talking to my girlfriends and sisters and whatnot, my cousin, like, it's not really always going that way in relationships. So I'm no, used to something no. else. Yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> yeah, I feel like that that that's kind of like a dying, like, I don't know, adage of because women are becoming more independent. They're making more money. They're doing things right. for themselves. It's not the 50s anymore. It's not that era of time where the man is expected to go to work every day, make all the money and the women stay at home, watch the kids take care of the house. Uh, a lot of women, they have and their own ambitions and goals. 
you know, oh yeah, and listen to what listen to what he said. No, y'all not yeah. y'all not having that these days. Now nah, we ain't going for that no more. Even <laughs> in my household, and he pay all these bills. Yeah, you still go here. You go here for me. I run this. Period. Like nothing's moving unless I say so. Even with financially, like it's a team thing. It's 50-50 as far as opinions. But I will say my husband, I think he's just that old school mentality where I'm the man, I take care of my house. So Mm -hmm. that's just his mindset, period. I mean, and that's just how it is. But I guess Kita can speak on the standpoint of of what she's dealing with out here in these single streets and dating life. Honey, 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 honey. First of all, I feel like, I don't know. I think we, we attract like, the opposite of who we are sometimes or where where we are in our lives. That's what I meant to say. So I've never experienced anything other than Kita paying her own bill, dating or not. Mind you, I've also never been in a a live-in relationship. So I don't really expect an outside person to be, I mean, anything someone does for me, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll put that towards something. But I pay my own bills. That's all I've ever known. And I do know, like, for friends that are in living relationships, most of them talk about 50-50. And me personally, if I were, or whenever I do get married, I'm comfortable with 50-50. Like, I'm, because, maybe because of the generation that I grew up in, the mindset I have, I'm just, I've always been in the position to take care of myself. Not saying that in any other situation, the person, the wife or the husband or whoever does less or whatever, is not in the position to take care of themselves. But for me, personally I don't think I would be comfortable being taken care of although I do want to be taken care of in certain areas financially that just makes me feel uncomfortable because I don't never right. like to feel like I'm you have dependent to on, on somebody if you take it away now I can't survive like I, I, I'll never I don't, I don't think I'll ever be in I, just, I can't I, I don't see myself being that way and I don't think there's nothing wrong with people who are I just know personally Well, I think there's something wrong with it because just for instance, in my marriage early on, like there were times, um, I mean, as all couples go through things and you hit this heart patch and you're thinking about, okay, am I going to be here and walking away and, and taking care of yourself? And are you able to? So I've been in that position. And when I was in that position, I was like, there is no way I'll ever feel like if I had to, you know, dip out, I can't provide for myself. Like everything I have in life, everything I depend on to eat, to put a roof over my head, to uh, take care of my children comes from him. No, that's not okay. No woman should be in that situation where she always has to depend on a man. And now I love my husband with my entire heart and he is an amazing provider. However, I'm going to bring my own to the table. I'm going to have that backup plan. I'm going to have a financial stability to know how to manage my money and know how to, if I have to, if something ever came up or Lord forbid, if he left this world, I'm going to be able to provide for my children and myself. Like you just can't depend on your, um, right. your significant other to take care of you. That's not okay. And and, no I, and I think that's where, I think that's where a lot of women go wrong. And I'm just speaking from the experiences that I've seen close to people around me. Right, the, right. the women are in a position to where if he were to leave, I have nothing. So they put up with a little bit more. They put up with a little bit more disrespect because, well, I have to tolerate it because if he leaves, how do I continue to maintain the lifestyle that I'm currently living? For me, I want to build my own self up to where I can maintain a certain level of luxury without you or with you. So whatever you do is extra. It's icing on the cake. I don't need to feel like I have to compromise in certain areas. Compromise on my respect because 
you're taking care of everything. Yeah, I get you. I get you. You know, I also think that that kind of like power money dynamic can create like a toxic. It's uh, very. Oh, yes. Very much so. (laughs) Yeah. Because. Thank you. Because I think that kind of like can lead you down a road of the spouse or whoever the partner who makes the most money starting to dictate what well, you can do this. You can't do that yep. because they make all the money. And man, I feel like that just breeds so much like hatred and resentment and just mm-hmm. like, it, it just sends you to a, not a good place and cause other like issues in the relationship that you wouldn't even have. Yep. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> she's yeah. like yep you, you got your finger on the post <laughs> you, can't, you just can't you just can't let anybody have that much control over you and i wouldn't even be want to be in a situation just as a woman because i know there's probably women in that situation they're bringing more money to the table and they're just mm-hmm. running their man and telling him what he can and can't do i wouldn't even want someone that would allow me to do such, such right. things like that's ridiculous yeah like what i need you for (laughs) no but you know what though i think a lot of men are intimidated by women who are more successful and it makes it very uncomfortable damn it supercent just said something on her social media and i just shared it i saw Um, that she was talking Mm -hmm. about like how men are very intimidated and and not all men i won't say men because that makes sense but certain men are very intimidated by women with a sick a certain level of success and it's like you knew who you got with and then I ma- yeah. it makes me reflect back on my situations of feeling like I did have to dim my financial light a little bit to make them feel more comfortable or if yeah. I just got a promotion I'm scared to bring it up because I know right, they right. don't right. speak to me all day it's really sad to even think like even to admit that off of my lips that I've experienced that with me yeah, yeah. well I and mean that's what she no, said was you're either going to be intimidated or you're going to be motivated, but you got to pick one. Mm. And if you're intimidated, you got to you got to move around. You got to move around. We're not doing that. Women are not. Women are out here winning. It's 2020. Get into it. We're bosses. Huh. We're creating our huh. own ideas. We're making our own lanes. We're bringing our own table. We're building yes. it if we have to <laughs> with the nails, the woods. We chop down a tree if we need to. Like whatever oh. we need to do, we're, we're in there. We doing it. We, yeah, we're not sitting at the house waiting on a man to pay for our nails to get done uh-uh. for $40. What's $40, baby? Sir, keep your $40. I can't do nothing with $40. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. You know, you know, if somebody wants to get my nails done, my no, no, no. No, no, no. Now what I'm saying, like they be throwing around this man with this forty dollars, baby. What is forty dollars out here? Like who is sitting up waiting on this forty dollars to come, baby? Keep that forty dollars. But you have to realize who that audience is speaking to, though, because there's right. different levels to what we're talking about. The that's memes true. are funny. It's just funny. They are funny. But they are. Funny. That's not for us. That's not for right, us. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel, I feel like, I feel like for the man, that's like a. I don't know that's like an ego challenge. You no know, oh, yeah. being with someone who who makes who needs them. Yeah, more money. And I'm not saying I'm not saying like like you know speaking from my personal experience. I think everybody has an ego to some degree. Yeah, of course. And I and mine daily. Personally, I like to think. <laughs> personally, I like to think like I, I think I have an ego. It might be a little bit bigger than it should be, but I think what I'm good at that a lot of other people, men, women, whoever, aren't good at. I think being honest with myself and being able to check that ego when it needs to be checked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's Why something you, a lot of people. Go ahead. 
why do you think it's it, it may be bigger than it should be? Why do you say that? I don't know. Maybe insecurities. Because like, and I, I was just about to say I was. But wait, I was just gonna say like, don't no. It, it's big. It should maybe it should be bigger. Like I feel like it's it's time out for dimming no, ourselves Lori, down in like any light. I, I feel like you tell me the opposite sometimes. Like you like you seem real cocky, and I always tell no, no. you. Well, okay, that that just comes to and see. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that just comes to talking about having fans so that's only when i say that i feel like in in that sense but when it comes to being confident in who you are i don't feel like you could ever really be have too much of an ego when you're showing that self-love to yourself and being confident yeah. in who you are like well, yeah yeah I was going to say, can I really want to speak to that because I feel like this conversation has really been like cycling. Uh, I've, I've, I keep having this conversation with uh, different people. And I think it's a very interesting conversation because I do believe there's a fine line between, between confident and ego. And I, mm-hmm. in my opinion, the difference between confidence and, and ego is confidence is you are still very self-aware. Roshan, you just said, because you're not afraid to be honest with yourself. That means you are able to like, hey, was that ego? Like the fact that you even have that, you you are um, interested enough to, or let me see how I want to say this. You are so dead set on growth. It's more of a growth thing for you to like try to determine between the two. And the ego, to me, ego is just a false sense of who you are because they don't have right. any self-awareness. So they just think they're so much bigger, but everyone else see them as uh, egomaniac, someone who is not kind, someone who does not check themselves, someone who is very defensive. If you're all mm-hmm. those things, that is more ego than confidence. So you right. walk around like, oh, I'm the man, but who are you helping? How are you helping the world? How are you? Tra- because it is it all about you? you is it all about you that's ego so in my opinion that is the difference so Roshan I mean there may be a bit of ego in all of us of course and that's why I say I work to kill mine every day because I only want to live my life through love love lenses no trauma not needing to prove myself aka ego you know so if you are willing to do that work and have that sense of checking yourself that sense of accountability I feel like that's moving more towards love and confidence versus ego and just arrogance. I love uh, that. Well said. That went really well deep, said. but I'm telling you, I've been thinking about that for a long time. So I yeah, got we that. Can, we can it tell. was very well said. <laughs> we can tell. that That's Thank been you on your man. mind. <laughs> you. All right, so there's something I want to get you guys' perspective on because there's this conversation that I had with a, a female friend of mine who was talking about first dates. There, there's a lot of people, in my experience, mostly like women, who expect the guy to go all out with the expensive dinner, spend like a lot of money. Now, my personal policy, and some people might not like this, if I can't, if I can't budget my first date like sixty dollars or less, that's like a turnoff. Because my whole thing is, I don't want to spend like an exorbitant amount of money if I'm not sure that I like you yet. Does that make uh, sense? Yeah, it makes sense because what has happened to me a few times is that I've gone on dates with women who weren't really interested in me romantically, but because they had a chance to go to this new restaurant or have this certain experience, they went any, they went anyway. And you know what? If you're not interested in me romantically and I still decide to take you on a date as friends and I choose to pay, if I ask them, 
I'm probably going to pay. That should be like my choice. I don't feel like I want to be hornswoggled into paying for an experience for you. If under the pretense that, oh, we're trying to figure out something romantically between us. Yeah. But she was like, you don't think that makes you cheap? And I was like, I'm just like, really? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so full transparency, I think $60 is a little. I feel like I spent $60 on myself at lunch. (laughs) You spent at least $60 a day on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment, though. I'm just being all the way honest. But but I will... Oh, sorry. Can we curse? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, But I will say... I do feel you a thousand percent, and here's why. Women out here just trying to get a free meal. That's it. Simple point blank. I've done it before. I've done it before. Yeah, they just get meals. (laughs) They just get free meals. I'm bored. Where can I today? Who can I call? Yeah, exactly. But I will say uh, as a good strategy with that, like, okay, for a first date, then you go in some, because, I mean, you can go somewhere like, let's just say Applebee's, Chili's, on the border. I don't know if y'all have these out there on the West Coast, but you can go places like those type restaurants and spend a good $60 on two people easy and be good. Maybe a little bit more, but Mm -hmm. still around 60, 70 bucks and be good. So it's all about where you take a person on the first date. You can't take a person to Ruth Chris and expect, oh, you know, my cap is $60. Like, that's not happening. Or right. even, um, you know, some of the nicer, like, Gloria's or uh, Mikosina that we go to here. Like, you mm-hmm. know, $60 is really not, it's Like I said, I can spend it on lunch at Gloria's. Easy. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, we have those restaurants person. like that here in L.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about, um, but I but I don't blame you, though, on wanting to keep that in, in a budget friendly zone because you don't know where this is going and who's out here and I feel for men because y'all are expected to be out here just catering to and showering with these women and that's what they're expecting and I I really want to speak to that too I really want to speak to that Okay, but yeah, I was just going to say, I don't I don't fault them for it. But at the same time, if you know your intentions aren't pure and you don't see yourself Mm -hmm. going anywhere with this person, then I don't feel ladies should be out here doing that and having men spending their money on them. I feel like they should at least go into the date with the options of getting to know him, not always just a free meal. Right, right. Well, that's that's why that's that's why, like, one of my go to's on a first date, I normally don't I'll normally save like taking them out to like dinner for maybe like a second or third. Yeah. Like one of my, one of my go-to is like, I like art. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've taken many a first date to like the museum. Don't um, get your, one, don't put your secrets out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, because here's the, here's the ideology behind that. Like one, not only is it like cost effective, but mm-hmm. the first date, in my opinion, is all about getting to know that person. Mm-hmm. And museums are often quiet, so you can have uninterrupted conversation. And the art or the work that you're looking at often lends itself to having the kinds of conversations you might not have had if you went to dinner. Exactly. I like that. So, I mean, that's just me. But Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, you you said you you, you used Gary have a point that you wanted to make or? So... What I wanted to say on that, Lori, you said you made a lot of really great points, too. And I was I was really I was really interested to hear your side because, you know, from a married perspective. But mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it's st- like because I know you kind of see everything from a lens of I experienced this through my friends and, you know, people closest to me. So from my perspective, 
I do know that that is that whole narrative that you have to spend X amount of money or you cheat. But I also feel like that is important for you to help use that as a filter for the type of people that you want. Yes, I have been that woman. Um, I'm, I'm hungry. So I'm just going to hit this person up because I know they'll do it. You know, but when you kind of start using that as a way to filter, okay, if, if this person has an attitude because I brought them to this place and we only spent this. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do believe that there's a certain level of cheapness. Let me tell this story real quick and I'll get back to my original point. I went out <laughs> with this guy. He told me, and I've been wanting to tell this for a long time because this is hilarious in my opinion and the people I've told. So he wanted to take me out and he's like a flexor. You know, I got the car with the doors that fly up and, you know, but this was just a friend. This is just someone I've known for years. So I just, but I knew they kind of liked me or whatever. So I went out he was like you grab the food i'll get the the liquor and if anybody knows me i'm i could drink i'm gonna take some shots you know what i mean and i'm gonna eat and we're gonna have a good time or maybe have some wine so i picked up the food and i got to his place and he didn't have any chairs in his apartment which was really weird like he had no chair so i had to sit on his bed like that also added an extra layer of awkwardness like i don't i just feel like nobody should be in my room nobody should be sitting on my bed but anyway um, that sounds like a setup so- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, I feel like you should have told me if you don't have no chairs. Like, don't. But hey, that should have been like a pre-warner. Hey, by the way, I don't have chairs. Like, I know that's weird for me to say, but I don't have chairs. Anyway. So, I mean, he had just moved there. But anyway, long story. So, I get there. He has the little teeny tiny mini bar things of liquor. Like, Crown Royal. He's like, what you drink? I had, he had Crown Royal. He had one for him, one for me. (laughs) And I was just like, um, like, I said, is this, are these both for me? He was like, oh, you don't be drinking like that instantly. I was turned off. I was just like, really? Like, I'm ready to go home. Hold on, <laughs> you, so, you, you talking about like the mini shots the that be mini, at the counter the at the liquor store? The stuck in, like, if you try to oh. drink it out the box. Like, you know, like the little tiny ones where it's almost like little hot sauce droplets that pop, pour out when you pour it into a cup. Yo, he, he should have like, known better. Like That is like the cheapest of the cheapity cheap cheap. So... Back to my original point, um, I'm, I feel like I'm a cheat day. I will say, like, I'm easy. I agree with you, Roshan. I prefer someone where I, I prefer prefer a first day of, like, let's go to the park. Like, let's go see the city. Like, I want to hear you talk. Let's go for a long ride and just grab some burritos. Like, for me, that's fun. Like, that's very intimate. Because if we go to a fancy restaurant, yes, now I have to get all bougie. And I feel like that adds a certain level of expectation and like this is a real date and it's i wonder what how much can i spend it actually puts anxiety on me too because i don't want to order too much or but then i really want this because if i were going by myself i would really order this this 40 dollar plate like that i want because i don't always spend like that but when i go to that type of place i'm going to want to eat what i want to eat regardless of right. what it costs so now because i'm out with you let me just go ahead and get an appetizer because this is a very expensive restaurant and i I don't want to seem like I'm asking for too much. Like, just take me to the park. Like, y'all put people in this day and age of dating, make it, they put too, we put, we put way too much pressure on dating. And that's why there's no real love. That's why there's no real love. So I say to that, when you change the menu, I feel like that's kind of comes into play with what we were speaking on earlier, what Super was saying. We're not dimming ourselves down financially uh-huh. for y'all. Look, and, and even like, I, I use this mentality when I go out with girlfriends, when I me and my husband go out to uh-huh. eat. 
I'm not going if I can't cover my food. Even if somebody else say, hey, I want to take you to lunch. I'm not going if I don't have a backup. If I can't pull out my card and right. go wrong with them and I can't cover my food, I'm not going. So I'm just not going to depend you. on that one person. But I feel like that goes, if you're on the first day and you're feeling like, oh, he ain't got it like this. Well, I'm, okay, I'm going to cover my food. I got this. I got me. You know, you can right. take care of you. I got me. I'm going to order what I want. I'm going to eat what I want. I'm not going to get just a salad and a water just to make you feel better about your pockets. Well, like, oh, it's no, time no. out for this. No, and I, I, I agree completely, Lori. But from that whole thing, it's like a, it's a whole other conversation that exists in there. Who's paying? Because that's a whole unspoken thing. Because there's been several times where I'm like, I don't know. He asked me out. But people are super weird. Because in my opinion, if you ask me, you're paying. Right. Yeah, well, that's me, that, that's the philosophy. If you ask me on a date, if you ask me on a date I, I, I always, there's never a time you'll ever catch me to where I can't cover myself. But just that whole conversation that unspoken of, is he paying? Because everybody is different. Everyone right. is different. And then you, you don't want to feel like you're being so forward, like before the day, like, hey, by the way, who's paying? Because it's like, you don't want to do that. But I had this one guy asked me before we went out, he was like, um, uh, Cause he asked me out, like we had been talking for a little bit and he was like, Hey, I want to take you out. And then through the next text, he was like, who's paying? And I was just like texting my friends. Like, I don't, what, like, what, like, what should I say? Like, this is so weird. He invited you. Yeah. He invited me. See, I don't know. I I felt, I feel like that's bad form. Like personally, like me, if I'm the one to invite you out, then I'll automatically assume the obligation to pay is for me. But then I also learned that to be more clear with my language. So instead of asking, like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner? I might ask, hey, can I buy you dinner? So that the expectation is up there up front. Like, hey, um, (laughs) stop. (laughs) No, you are. Because it just takes a lot of the pressure and and anxiety out of the conversation when when things are direct and clear. That's a whole nother conversation. People aren't direct and clear in anything. Everybody beats around the bush. Everybody, because nobody know nobody wants to speak up. Nobody wants to be so vulnerable. So yeah, well, that's something I've been like learning, like over the past like couple years too. Because I I came to the realization that I'm I'm a super sensitive person. Mm-hmm. And to be embracing like my vulnerabilities, and that was like a whole conversation we had on like another pod about men embracing yeah. their vulnerabilities. And I love that you stuff. just said that openly, and you know, thank you. Like coming to that realization has allowed me to dramatically decrease the amount of like stress and anxiety I feel yes. about things. So, uh, and and it's still that's like something that's like a working progress. But I try to be clear in the way that I communicate, because I feel like, you know, in a relationship, especially when it comes to money in a relationship, money being one of the things that leads people to separation or divorce the most, you have to be really like, we're not having the conversations we need to have as often as we have them. And then it goes on and it kind of festers and festers. And because one of the biggest things that I've seen in relationships as it pertains to money that kind of cause a breaking down is debt mm-hmm. and how it's managed, especially when one person comes in. So like you have one person in a relationship might not have any debt. And then another person, the other partner comes in with a lot of debt yeah. and not addressing that up top could be disastrous. Yeah. 
Yeah, it could. Yeah, it could be very disastrous because you don't know what you're getting yourself into, especially when you're starting out a relationship with this person. But I think, I just feel like it shouldn't break a relationship as long as you can have the discussion and have a game plan to tackle it. I don't think because yeah, someone comes yeah. into a relationship with debt, that's a, oh, I can't deal with them. Like, no one has it all together. And if this is their burden, this is what their thing is that they don't have together maybe you're the maybe you're equally yoked and you're going to bring that good stability in the finance department to the relationship and help them be more financially literate and to know what to do what not to do and help them get it on track so I don't feel like it should be a, a total deal breaker but if you're here with somebody and they just don't care they running up charging up everything right. overdrafting after overdrafting just not financially responsible I like my life run. right now <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's fees running up <laughs> Yeah. And no. and I don't even see it as a bad thing when it comes to I know we spoke on this, someone said um said this a little earlier as far as um in Keto's situation with having the guy asking, you know, who's paying when going on the date. Okay, so I will say when you ask somebody out, I feel like you're saying, Hey, I want to take you out. I got this. You know, th- that means that's what that means. You got it. But at the same time, if you want to go but you don't really have it like that, then say that. I think communication is key. You want to get to know somebody, but you know financially right now it's kind of tight. Be just be vocal, just be honest. You, Communicate you know with that person. It starts from the beginning. It's so interesting that you said that because I remember. I think it was like a Instagram story. This guy, he's very budget conscious, and he told a story about this woman he was dating. And there was like one week, the restaurant, she wanted to change the restaurant. And the restaurant was a little bit more expensive than he had budgeted for that week. So he had asked her, he was like, hey, that's over my budget for this week. Can we go to this place instead? And then next week we can go to that place because I can budget that. I can allow, I can allot that amount of money to be included in my budget for that week. And she had a problem with that. And I felt like, personally, I felt like that should have turned her on. It's like, this man's responsible. I like that. that. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. There is nothing like a man that can sit down and budget and be financially just literate and just be on track with his goals. Because if he's using that in his finance department, he has to be uh-huh. using that in every aspect of his yes, life. Like, yes. that's such a turn on. Like, my husband has a whole finance book that he writes everything down and has a whole budget set. So, like, I, I absolutely love that. And for a woman to be um, turned off by that is just, for me, it's just, I don't know if I want to call it immature or what, or you just yeah, too worried about I, I feel like too, you're so people get so consumed with social media and seeing wh- whoever these angel men are that's coming and showering <laughs> these women with the, the buku money on the bed for Valentine's Day with Louis Suns and all Chanel bags and all this other stuff. And they see this picture portrayed on social media. Oh, these are the kind of men that's out here and this is what they doing. So when they hit a man that's like, oh, that's not in my budget for the week. Oh, oh, deuces to him. Let me keep it moving and find this other man that don't exist. Like, sis, people out here lying every day. Stop looking at social media for your idea of your dream man because you're going to still be single because you're missing out on the good one that's in here budgeting and got his head on right. Like, it don't make sense to me. 
But the yeah. thing is, people people repeat the same cycles until they learn the lessons. And most people never learn the lessons. So they're going to still continue to date the same type of people. And they're like, why do I keep dating the same men? It's like, because you, you're the same person. Like you, right. what you do, how you're moving is attracting the same person. And that's something I had to sit down with myself recently. And I was like, why do you keep dating men that have commitment issues? Like there's not one guy I've ever dated that did not have commitment issues. And it was like, because you have commitment issues. Like I'm always mm-hmm. waiting for them to take the first step before I move. Like yeah. I ain't giving more than I, and then you give until you give way more. And then, then I'm a give. Like, then I'm going to show you. And I was like, that's why you're you're so afraid of committing to something that you're like putting everyone through these tests, you know? So, you know, people like you repeat the same cycles, you get the same thing. How are you expecting a different outcome if you're doing the same thing? It's it's insanity, you know? So, yeah, I mean, well, I never, I never had a problem with like, uh, uh, commitment. If anything, I might be like too overcommitted. I mean, you can't even uh-huh. hug me too long. I'll take you to Jarrett's. Like. <laughs> that's too to women, though. Like that's because it's like you too ready. Like it, it doesn't make me feel special if you too ready. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, you like. It's too soon. Like, yeah, it's too soon. You know. So most some men, it's like, oh, he's really sweet. But like, women don't respect that. Some women don't respect that. Let me tell you, women. Women want the man that's ignoring them, that's not texting back. We don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah, it it seems like that, but we want someone that's not too thirsty. That 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 feels sometimes like thirsty. If you're too eager, it's like it has to be a fine balance. And I think women will sway more towards the guy that's more uninterested than is interested because it's hard to find that balance. Mm -hmm. No, I I feel that. I feel that. I, I feel like I feel like I have like. Uh, a decent balance. I just always been, you know, more of like a a girlfriend kind of dude. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. because you know, you're a I, good guy. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. So women women gravitate to that. But I bet you feel like they don't really see you though, right? Oh, uh, listen, that's exactly how I feel. Whatever, because yeah, you know, I, I've gone. Guy. You know, because like like I've gone on like like the last kind of pre corona and stuff dates like that I went on with women. I guess they were like interested romantically, and then uh-huh. I think we'd be better at friends, which is a punch in the gut. But at the same time, I understand you're not for everybody. I mean, that's the game you have to play when you're dating and stuff. And then, but you know, sometimes I get the thoughts that creep in my head is like, uh, am I always going to be seen better as just a friend opposed to the lover? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Women don't want you until they see somebody else with you, or you ignoring them. I don't. I don't know yeah. what it is. I. You know what? I feel sad. I feel bad for men because it's hard out here. Women want the man that everybody else wants, and it's annoying. It's like, why is that the way? Why is that? I don't know. Because what everybody's lost. Everybody's so really lost. Everybody's so really lost. And Roshan, can I speak to what what you just asked? I think. The, and the only reason I can speak to it is because of where I am right now. And I hate to keep bringing everything back to me, but like, I'm telling y'all, like I have really like tried to look deep within. And I feel like when you stop searching for something and you start attracting, like, you know, you're a good person. That's why I'm like really trying to enforce that. Like you're a really good person that I wouldn't be on your show right now. or We wouldn't be on your show right now if I didn't think you were right. a good person because you know, you just are. So when you stop, you know, kind of, like kind of looking out for those things and start looking within 
that level of confidence will attract the right type of woman who does see those qualities. I see those qualities in you and another woman will too. So, you know, just be honest and upfront with who you are, what you are, what you want. And I feel like you'll naturally attract that. And that's why I try to just be as me as possible, even through my like, odd sense of humor sometimes and my over talkativeness like it's like but that's who I am so if you can't get with it why would I slowly put myself through these days and try to portray myself as something that fits you that is suitable for you and then once I start to be comfortable now I'm showing you another side of me that you don't like because I'm not who you originally met so you just be as you as possible yeah. and you'll attract that yeah I feel that I feel that I got, I have one more thing. So in relationships, there are a lot of things that people have that are deal breakers. Do you guys have any financial deal breakers? Mm. Financially irresponsible. I don't like, I don't like to see people where things don't seem balanced. If you got this sneaker addiction, but you don't know how you're going to pay your light bill, right. but you got the majority glass. Yeah. Thing, just like, so you didn't know your light bill was coming up. Like, hold on. Cause right. wait, cause does it not come at the same time every month? I mean, yeah. Like, so it's like for you, like if your priorities aren't in order, like you have to really look at those things because that balances out into some other area of their life. Like I, I can't deal with a financially irresponsible person because I know how important that is to me. Right, right. I agree. I agree. There's nothing worse than a person that's out here fresh to death, but your household, your children going without light skin, like things are turned off. Like that's just something I've never, um, I just have to say, like, I can't say enough how I, I'm thankful that I never had to deal with those things. Like money has been tight, especially like in the beginning of our relationship before me and my husband were as stable as we are now, you know, check to checking it and things. But I never went without, like I've always Mm -hmm. had an amazing provider. I never had to worry about how, you know, the light coming home and the lights were off, like things like that. Just, I I never had to deal with, or he's not paying the mortgage and, you know, crazy things like that. Like there are some men out here that care more about, the rims on their car then putting food on the table and that's just it's right. stuff like that that's just not okay so i feel like those should be deal breakers for anybody because you can do bad by yourself i can be struggling yeah, by myself so true, so you, true. You know? yeah you know, it's so funny like once like right around the time where i turned like 30 my education about money and then like my want for like things you know like back in like high school like early 20s when I guess things didn't matter so much. Remember like Iceberg t-shirts? They were kind of like mm-hmm. the first yeah. company to put like Looney Tunes. Oh, they yeah. were like really yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. But like like I feel like City Trans was built off of that. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> these were like basic cotton t-shirts that cost mm-hmm. like $85. Uh-huh. Right. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like now where I am at life, if I have to spend more than $25 for a t-shirt, <laughs> I'm upset. i'm upset i don't even believe in spending a lot of money on clothes and like in food too sometimes if i go to a place like for like lunch lunch is supposed to be one of the most inexpensive meals and if the lunch bill is like 30 dollars, i'm just like what the yeah tell me about it you know that better include a drink or two two (laughs) hold on we talking about lunch right (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell nobody. You know, because because <laughs> yeah, because I remember as I remember as a child, a value meal from McDonald's would be like six, seven dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's easily twice that. 
Well, you know, you we used to be have five get five dollars. And that's lunch money. You can't get nothing with yeah. $5 now. These no, kids are no. starving. Used to be, I remember when Wendy's Nuggets used to be 99 cents. I paid yeah. damn near $3 for six nuggets other day, and they was dry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, yeah, like, really? Like, where have I been? Yeah, times change, change. And then, Roshan, yeah. you are in Cali, so the cost of living is on a whole nother level that we don't even oh. have to worry about. Oh, like, man, you have no idea. I saw on Facebook one time, one of my friends, they had a beef at some apartment complex. I guess the apartment complex was trying to charge more than, I guess, the amenities and how nice the apartment complex actually was. Mm-hmm. And she was complaining. She was like, oh my gosh, they want like $700 for this two bedroom. And I was just like, <laughs> that wouldn't, $700 for a two bedroom in LA, that wouldn't even get you a crack house. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, crap. right. Listen, there's there's people paying as oh, much as on guard. Oh. Listen, no. Hold on, that... who paying the bills at the crack house? That's all I want to know. Somebody. Yo, but oh, that's, that's not them some financially uh responsible crackheads. I'm Yo, sorry. but that's not even an exaggeration though. There's people out here who pay thirteen hundred dollars for a studio apartment. For a studio. That's like $1,300. My friend back at home, he had, like, that's his mortgage yeah. for his house. Yeah. yeah, my mortgage is a little over thirteen, but yeah, around 1300 too. Yeah, there's people who spend that much for a studio. Damn. But you, you go out there for the dreams. Like, you know what you're going out there for. That's why yeah. the homeless population is so high. And, and as far as, like, relationships go, like, that's, that's a big thing, mm-hmm. you know? Especially like, cause you know, some couples do you know, they like to live, even though like they're sharing a room, they want to have like an extra room for whatever, you know, so they might get like a two bedroom and then, you know, the splitting of bills, yeah. trying to determine what's yours, what's mine and what's ours <sighs> is that, I mean, just that's think, a cover. Just think about all the people that are over the relationship, but they stay together cause they just can't financially they can't afford, afford to, to be apart. Be that's why yeah. I say you come. Yourself too much when you when you have to do that in a relationship. If you can't support yourself, go back to a place that is more affordable. That way, you'll actually be able to build and be happy. Right. So I, I recently read something about the conversations people need to have mm-hmm. and like a strategy as yeah. it pertains to the what's yours, what's mine, and what's ours. So if they're going to be like, if you're going to be like splitting the, they suggested that you both that each spouse or whatever, maintains their own checking and savings, but then also have a joint checking and savings. So however they decide to split the bills, whether it's 50-50 or they do percentage-wise, that money goes into the joint account and they have some type of bill automation or whatever. They put in what they need to put in to cover what bills they need to bill in the joint account. And their savings together, I guess they come up with a strategy of like how much each spouse is going to put in each month for their joint savings, which is going to go to whether it's the child's college fund or vacations or whatever. And then whatever's yeah. left over is theirs. So that way they know that everything is covered right. and they don't feel like they need to ask permission if they want to go buy them Jordans or that Xbox or, you know, yeah. Yeah. get their micro braids. 
Yeah, so speaking from experience, so when me and my husband first moved in together, we ran to Regions Bank and got this joint account and thought it was so cute and, you know, was so giggly <laughs> about cute. having, yeah, we were too, you know, maybe it was one-sided. I thought it was cute and excited about it. I feel like he, he felt a way like, oh, we, you know, yeah. we're doing this good together, blah, blah, blah. I was young. They were young and dumb, honey, and in and love. In love. <laughs> So, but let me tell you, like, I'm looking at statements like, what you spend this for at this place? And he looking at what you buy this for at Target and how you spend to it. And we found out real quick, no, a joint account isn't for us. Like, both of our monies were going into it. But I think and maybe we had it maybe six months or so, and we got our own separate accounts. And I would say to any married couple or a couple, period, baby, keep your separate accounts. Like, I don't feel like it's necessary. And we don't even have a – we do have linked accounts to where we can transfer money to one another if needed. But as far as just having one account together, we don't even do that anymore. I just don't feel like it's necessary. And especially I, – I literally pay one bill in my household, and he pays everything else – so it's just not necessary for us. And we both have our savings account and take care of our savings accounts. And like I said, my husband is also financially st stable. Like he's responsible. There's no need for me to be looking like, oh, are you putting X amount in the savings or whatever the agreement is? Like there's, there's, just, it's just not necessary for us. So I feel like each couple should do what works for them. I don't feel like there's a, there's no uh Bible to this. There's no play-by-play -play book that works for everyone. It's just not possible. I think right. people should do what works for them, but I am so pro separate accounts. Even if you are going to have a joint account together, I feel like you should still have your separate accounts. Right, right. Um, And I wanted to piggyback off of something you guys were talking about earlier, but from a I saw women do this. You know, when you're dating a narcissist and all they care about is themselves and they're financially irresponsible. So as a kid, I saw my dad, you know, my dad was young. He was a young homeowner. It was just me and him. And then when he got married, this woman was like, as long as my hair was done, my nails were done, she would spend all the money, max out credit cards and shop at JCPenney's and write hot checks and do all this crazy stuff. And, you know, we ended up um, having to move and, you know, just all of this drama. So as a kid, I was like, man, you know, I just know like the life before her and me and my dad were always happy. I didn't really know, you know, as a kid, you don't know what's going on. You know, you're a kid, you're happy. And then now our lights getting cut off and it's this drama and it's like this chaotic evening and you just never know you're just always unsure what's going to happen are we going to have a home are we going to have to go somewhere and so for me it's just like I never want to feel that again I never want to feel like I can't and I'm like and I saw that through a woman doing that so I'm like yeah these fellas out here having to deal with some crazy stuff too but, but you have to be vigilant you have to be vigilant stop work putting sex before everything and you know getting caught up in trying to just claim somebody and just have this relationship title and you're missing all of the red flags like this person is doing X, Y, and Z. They're showing you who they are. You're just not vigilant. You're just so focused on like this, this instant high, this instant pleasure, this instant gratification. And now you're stuck in a situation because now people are getting comfortable. They really right. just throwing it in your face. And now you're like, oh, you changed. No, you just rushed into this <laughs> and you didn't see nothing. Right, right, right. You know, it, it, I also feel like I don't think it's necessary for couples to see eye to eye and be identical in their like financial goals. But I do think 
you need to operate on the same bandwidth. You need to be yes. relatively close. Right. If, if you yes. you can't be all the way at one end of the spectrum and at the other end, I don't. That just isn't going to work. Right. I think. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, man, we man, we just need to be better at communication, especially because yeah. like some people's idea as it comes to like priorities is wealth accumulation, while others is like wealth preservation. And I mean, we really got to talk to kind of find that middle ground. And also, if there is going to be somebody who's going to be a leader with the, like the a lot of the financial decisions, I think the caveat in that it can't come from like a place. And I think it was this, this woman, she's like a she's like a wellness coach, a financial wellness coach. She does financial therapy for couples. And she was like one of the biggest things she saw was that one person was coming from I guess the more financially responsible person came from a place of I'm right and you're wrong in like a financial mm. disagreement, which is also incredibly toxic. Yep. Very much so. Any kind of thing, any kind of argument or disagreement and you come from a place of I'm right, I'm wrong could definitely lead to like very negative emotions in general. In my um, experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in all of it, in all experiences, honestly, because if people aren't willing to see things from your perspective, or at least just at least just be willing to admit that they're not always right, there's just that's just another level of toxic on that whole "I'm right and you're wrong" mentality. Is I feel like that's a lose lose situation. Yeah, like definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it so, definitely. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rochelle. No, 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 no. I want to I hear what you was about to say. Um, I was just going to say, like you said, it just really all boils back down to, to communication. I've had people tell me like, Yo, dang, you act like we're on a job interview. But I'm like, but what else are we talking about? Like, cause I'm not going to, especially if this is date one or, you know, even before date one, I believe there's, there's so many levels to dating. You know, in my, in my opinion, there's the talking on the phone phase before we even reach the date. Like we should have already kind of started to have certain conversations because why time is so valuable. It's so precious. Why waste time just trying to like kiki and, you know, if we are not financially compatible, like what type of conversations? Oh, are you, are you investing? Oh man, you heard about this stock. What books are you reading or whatever you're into? I'm not saying that everybody has to be into the same things, but you can start gauging like what type of person is this, this is like, if they only talk about this or they're video gamers and you just absolutely don't, you're not into this. Not saying that those people can't be compatible, but you just kind of start gauging like who this person is. People live in such false realities that they miss out. And then they have to be, have that, that rude awakening. Like you've spent all this time with this person and you guys are just not compatible. You wasted your time. That's right. really all it is. You wasted your own time. Right. right. Agreed. Right. So, so before we wrap this up, uh, I just, uh, I just want to get your, your thoughts on one more thing. Like how, how do we feel about pre and post nups agreements? I'm for it. I'll and I'm getting one. <laughs> I'll wait for it. Even as a young kid, the first time I heard prenup, when they started giving that description, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to need that one day. Because I always (laughs) knew I was going to win. Ain't nobody taking nothing I got. Because people switch their people. I I believe that I'm not saying that I'm not into like monogamy and forever. I do believe that everything has a time and a season. I would love to have love forever. But I do know that people change their minds. So I can't control other people and what they do. All I can do is protect myself. I love you. I love, I love 
love you forever, but will you love me forever? Will you respect me forever? I would hope that those are the vows I'm giving to you. I can't hold up your end of the bargain, but all I can do is protect myself because that's all Kita has ever known is to protect herself. So ain't nobody taking nothing they didn't earn around here. Yeah. Well, well, well th- there are a few states that are kind of like that. I think I was reading. So I think it's like Arizona, California, Nevada, Idaho, Washington. New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, Wisconsin. So they have like this thing when it comes to like property and debts. So whatever you have as an individual before, like, I guess, coming into the marriage, like that's yours. If uh, you get, if you come in with like $60,000, let's just say $60,000 worth of debt, y'all get married. And then as a married couple, y'all accrue like $40,000 worth of debt. And then y'all get a divorce. I think what it was saying in these states, whatever you accrued as a couple after you got married is shared. But whatever the person had as an individual before they got married is theirs. So you wouldn't be responsible for that. So I'm thinking like in all these other states. So if there's like a partner who had like $100,000 of debt, y'all get married and then you get divorced. Now you have to split that $100,000 of debt that this other person had created before y'all got together. Yeah. Oh man, mm-hmm. that just seems ugly. It is very ugly. It's, it's That's a no for me. I don't know. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. No, uh-uh. Yeah, no. I don't agree. I'm for the uh, post-numps, pre-numps. I'm for all of it. I don't feel like you should be responsible for the reckless debt somebody accrued before you were in the picture. Um, no, no, that's just not okay. No. Yeah, but I, th- I think I think the, the problem with that sometimes is some people kind of view that as an attack or, or like uh, a sense of non-commitment to the relationship. Oh, you don't yeah. want to make this work. You're planning for it to fail. Yeah, but I almost I feel like that's ego too because if we really like really, if we really want to be honest and if people want to like be honest with what that means, it's just protection of yourself. And I feel like the person who think about it in those situations, the person who usually resisted is the person who probably wouldn't survive if that person left, or the person who get has more to gain from it than to lose from it. So you know, I mean, and I and I hate to sound like that, but that's just my opinion on that. It's and those big celebrities, because I mean, we usually see it from such a high status uh, situation, the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant, God, you know, God rest the dead, and all those high profile celebrities where oh, this person is getting this divorce, and oh, she so she's suing him for how much? Oh, she you wasn't shooting me, you wasn't shooting, she wasn't shooting with him in the gym or whatever that little statement was. And it's yeah. just like, like, let's be honest with what that looks like. That's all we ever know. You don't hear poor, poor people having these conversations, right? About pre <laughs> right? And I have something else on, on in, in that situation when it comes to these, uh, you know, basketball players, celebrities, whatnot, and you out here doing dirt and cheating, and you don't mm-hmm. have a post number oh, because yeah. I don't think in that situation he did, but I feel like even in those post number prenups, there is going there should be a clause in uh, oh, women, yeah. you can you get your oh, little yeah. in your post. What if, right. what if baby, if, if you cheat on me 
I'm getting whatever you feel like you what's what's worth your time. What's oh, your dollar? Yes. Like you need to yes. put that in there. You cheat, you make babies, you do whatever, like the price is going yes. up. Like you go pay me for this. Like I'm right. gonna cry, but right. I'm gonna cry okay. with the, and, and dry my tears with the dollars. Cause <laughs> baby, no. Yeah. Restitution yeah, for pain I'm and suffering. For I'm for that. I'll like restitution. It for it. It's always yep. like, yeah, it's like a punishment. You break a vow, Nettie, oh, you yeah. gonna pay. Yeah, because I ain't walking away with a broken heart and empty pockets. You got me fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Sorry. wasn't even with you in the gym, but I was sitting on the sidelines cheering your, your cheating ass on. Exactly. <laughs> I was at home washing your drawers, cleaning your house, cooking your meals, taking care of your kids. No, you're gonna, yeah, that comes with a price, sir. All right. Yep, so, I agree with that. what it is. Yeah, you yeah. said you Ooh, need restitution. Somebody gonna be mad at us. <laughs> somebody gonna be mad. Pay the care. cost to be the boss, sir. You out here hey. doing boss things and yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Some people, some people are gonna be mad, but at the same time, I mean, we you reap, care. you reap what you sow. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, if you out here, if you out here doing negative things, you shouldn't be surprised if something negative come back. At you, hey, whatever you what, know, because I, because like a lot of a lot of men was like, oh man, she's just being petty. I'm like, well, your actions cause the pettiness. This is your yes, fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play stupid whenever, games, win stupid action, prizes. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. Well, you said well, say that, that again. You said play stupid games, play, win stupid prizes. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Ooh! I'm at. I'm at. The, I'm gonna have to add that to my vernacular immediately. Oh, it's <laughs> where that one come from. I ain't hey, heard it's, that it's one just moment. been in my spit. It's been in my spirit lately. Oh, oh. It was for this moment, I guess. Yeah. I'm, like, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna start talk, telling that to people when I play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and I smack Make them sure around. Glory now. Make sure you quote it. Oh man, this has been fun. Lori Keat, I just want to thank you guys for donating your time coming on the pod talk with me. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank of you course. for having me. Thank you for having anxiety and on. Like we enjoyed it. No problem, no problem. So you want to tell the people out there how to get in contact with you? I'll let you go first, Lori. Of course, yeah. So you can follow me personally, Laurie Ann at Laurie Ann, L-A-U-R-I-E-A-N-N-317 on Instagram. And you can follow us, our podcast at Anxiety is a Mother. That's M-U-T-H-A on both Instagram and Facebook. And Kita, where can they email us? They can email us at anxiety is an M-F, like mother at gmail.com that's anxiety is an mf at gmail.com and if you would like to check out some of our dope merch hear our podcast that's at www.anxietyisamother.com that's m-u-t-h-a and you can also follow me on facebook and instagram i am hurricane kita that's k-i-t-a hurricane kita all right thank you so much ladies i really appreciate it thank you bye thank you for having us